I am a gorilla. <laughs> Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Dear listeners, and welcome to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am co-host Melissa, and you will soon hear the voices of Wendy and Tanya. If you heard last week's episode, you already know that this week is the second half of our discussion about metafilms. If you haven't heard last week's episode, well, go back and listen to it because that is the first half of this recording session. Onward! So, Melissa, it's your turn. <sighs> so, following with the theater thing uh-huh i feel like we haven't plugged holy motors recently <laughs> you talk about it a lot i know is I that need... the penis one that is the penis one. okay that is the one <laughs> that has a penis in it yes now, now it does have a penis in it netflix has replaced the penis the penis is evident on netflix now okay so yay because i remember we talked about this yeah i i was very very angry about the missing penis but okay folks well, you should be Holy Motors is a French film that came out a couple years ago. I saw it at Fantastic Fest and I fell in love with it. It is this movie where the main character is a gentleman who drives around in this, like he is being carted around in this limousine around Paris. And in the back of this limousine is like a full theater uh, wardrobe and makeup thing like he he can do his makeup and dress up as different characters and he gets out of the limousine and then he plays a scene in paris like in one scene he is an old woman begging for money in one scene he is uh walks onto a sound stage covered in the little ping pong balls and he does this kind of weird 3d dance thing <laughs> and in one scene he is doing a musical with Kylie Minogue and you know it it is bizarre but it, it's very episodic there are like nine different short films kind of enveloped within Holy Motors but it's all tied together by this one actor who goes from scene to scene to scene playing out different styles of film and there it's this kind of wonderful deep art film where he's kind of struggling with his sense of self as he's going from scene to scene. And yet he's playing these things in what seems to be real life. And yet there are these just different genres of movies. Like there's one, the one where I keep talking about the penis is penis, he's penis, playing, penis, 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 penis. Well, he's, he's, he plays this character who's kind of this sewer urchin, you know, he, he's got kind of these, this tattered green suit and he kind of comes out of the sewer 
and he kidnaps Eva Mendez out of a cemetery. Like she, like Eva Mendez playing Eva Mendez, like <laughs> doing a photo shoot in a cemetery, and there are photographers and paparazzi around her, and she's in this beautiful green dress. And the paparazzi turn to him and goes, "You're so." fashionably grungy or you know whatever that is in French and they start taking photos of him and he steals Eva Mendez and takes her down into the sewer and they start this kind of weird scene where he starts modifying her dress so she looks like she's in a burqa instead of this strapless evening dress and then he he completely strips nude and he's got this raging huge boner and he lays down in her lap like the Pieta uh, by Michelangelo, uh-huh. the statue yeah, of yeah. the of um, Mary and Jesus with a huge boner. And that, that's a part that was blurred out on Netflix for a very long time. You know, he just kind of had this blurry part rather than a raging heart on. And I never wonder how. No, I know there's fluffers and stuff, but seriously, as an actor, how do you like that that may have been a prosthetic but oh that's true you know, yeah, yeah they can yeah, do that yeah, yeah rubber. You, know, you just you know you know, pop it well, on hell and... i've used rubber <laughs> hey. hey oh yeah all right all right um, tanya tanya your last one tanya for like the fifth time i'm doing this because it's a wayne's world thing wayne's world is so great oh god that is a movie that was fucking better than it had any right to be it was and i should know drive by shout out you know what else is a metafilm? Hmm. Josie and the Pussycat. Yes. Right. Holy shit, yes. Anyway, so go on yeah, with yeah, Wayne's yeah. World. So Wayne's World. Oh my God. Okay. So I love this movie way too much. <laughs> like if there was ever a movie that I reenacted way too many times in my entire life, it was this one. <laughs> I um, still reenact it. True fact. At derby practices, sometimes we have to stop a drill for very, you know, various reasons. We're doing some sort of practice drill where we're working on a skill, and sometimes you have to stop it for, you know, whatever. Can you guess what we say? Game off. Oh, game off. Game on. Game, game on. on. Nice. And then we go back on with whatever the drill was. Okay, so Wayne's World, aside from being one of my favorite movies, is meta because it is about the two characters who are trying to make this TV show about well wait okay. <laughs> I'm drunk <laughs> shit <laughs> welcome to my world oh okay. yay okay. I'm drunk yes you are don't judge me <laughs> quit judging me <laughs> okay no so so it started off as a sketch and then they made it into a movie and so in the plot of the thing they're getting more famous and their TV show is getting more famous and fuck <laughs> the the structure of the movie is fairly meta but there are yes. also very definitely oh, d- d- meta right. tropes the fourth wall it. breaking in this yeah. movie is all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. So specifically when they're um it's by the catering table. Like when they've they've sort of started making it and they're getting some promoting money from the arcade guy. And so Wayne and Garth are standing by this buffet table and they're they're looking at the camera at the audience of the movie, not at the audience of their TV show, going, we would never, ever bow to our corporate sponsors. And then he holds up a Doritos bag and holds a Dorito next to his mouth and goes and then and then and then he uh, later on wayne is like um you know all this talk about corporate corporate shilling and all this blah 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 i can't remember the exact line he's giving me a headache and then wayne goes 
And he puts two little little pills in his hand, because at the time there was a commercial for this product called Nuprin, which mm-hmm. I don't think you can get anymore. But the commercial was Nuprin, little, yellow, different. And they do that. They do the exact same thing. They switch it to the to basically what you would see on a TV. And that makes it meta. It's true. Aside from being awesome. Well, there there's also the scene where um, Wayne is talking to um, Tia, Tia Carrere. Tia Carrere. And, oh, and, Tia and, Carrere. and he has learned Cantonese. He has, yes, he has. he has learned Cantonese. And he you know, it says a very short phrase in Cantonese and he's waiting for the subtitles to yes. catch up and he's just waiting and, and waiting. subtitles and subtitles waiting. and well, subtitles. What's so great about this scene is like he's talking and she's talking and he's talking and she's talking. And then the two actors realize the subtitles are going to do the work. Mm-hmm. So they just stop. Yeah. Talking. And they just look and the mm-hmm. subtitles go on and they're just sitting there. They're like, we could say all this Cantonese, but what would be the fucking point? Yeah. Because you can't understand it. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to let the subtitles do the work and we're going to relax here. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Also, the ending. Yes. Yeah. Well, the three endings, really. Well, because <laughs> the first ending is very realistic. You're very talented, but I ain't got no use to you. And they look at each other like, well, that's a sh- that's a shitty ending. And then Tia Carrera leaves. Let's do it. And- let's do a good ending. And then they do redo the ending. No, they do the Scooby Doo ending next. Oh yeah, that's right. And then and so they, go to, they go back to the donut shop and the old the, uh, and they reveal that what's his name. Old Man Smithers. No, 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 no. Who? Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe. Yes. Old Man Smithers is, or Rob Lowe is Old Man Smithers. They mm-hmm. pull off his mask and uh, do it again if it weren't for you kids. And and then, yeah. And then the third is the happy ending. Yep. And and which and is... that is very meta. That yes. is very meta. Yeah. I love that the first ending is actually realistic. Yeah. Well, except for the part where, you know, the house burns down and he's carrying Garth out and he's all like, no. But yeah, no. but I'm just talking about like, hey, we're going to break into your movie channel and you're going to see me sing. And that means you're going to sign yes. me to a contract and I'm going to be a rock star. You're very talented. Yeah, I ain't got nothing for you. Yeah. And then the girl leaves because he doesn't have anything. He She goes with the rich guy and that seems fairly, well, it does happen. It Let's does. be honest, it's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I, just I do not her. have a gun, let alone several, which, which would, would require a, a gun, gun rack. rack. <laughs> I'm not going to jail for you or anybody. <laughs> if you don't shape up, Wayne, you're going to lose me. I, I already want... did. Three months ago. We broke up. There, there's the additional layer of Wayne's World 2. Oh, God, with Aerosmith? With Aerosmith. <laughs> but also the fact that in dot Wayne's our J's, World... Dot our I's and, you know, cross our T's and lowercase J's. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but, but the thing about Wayne's World 2 is that they comment on Wayne's World 1 because garth and wayne are continuing to make mm-hmm. the catchphrase jokes that people are tired of yes and and people don't get anymore so yes. they 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 make the jokes and they land badly well and it and it just comments on on, on their own yeah, fame on too mm-hmm. like on the fame of how they got popular and how they want to do something different yeah i mean like garth wants to move on and get a relationship which he can't really have if he's always playing psychic to wayne that's a unix manual <laughs> i love her so much <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, and then you guys didn't even get into the merchandising. Oh, yeah. Because I own, <laughs> I own 
the Wayne's World book. Oh, God. Which has the whole scene that they did on Saturday Night Live with Madonna. <laughs> which was Wayne, like, having this false fantasy about, like, he gets it on with Madonna. And she's like, oh, Wayne. But it's, like, in the book, but it's, like, an alphabet of Wayne's World. It, and it, the fact that they tied in, because they tied in to the second movie. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like this whole explosion of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I all I can think about is Josie and the Pussycat, where they would just have random products like plastered on the wall behind them. Well there's there's also Attack of the Killer Tomatoes too. Uh because there's a point in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 2, which stars a very young George Clooney, that which is, is hilarious. True. And also John Aston, which is great. Um, at one point in the movie, the, all the actors go, well, we can't do anything else because we ran out of money. So we need to do product placement or something. And and like crewmen go in, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we can do product placement. And they start bringing in all these products for the actors to sell in their future scenes. So then they start going again. And so every scene is like... Um, I need to ride this Kawasaki scooter or four-wheeler or whatever <laughs> it is into this scene. Isn't it great? And, or I will drink this refreshing beer, you know, and flash it towards the screen. And then eventually later in the movie, one of them goes, can we stop doing this now? Do we have enough money? Yeah, I think we do. All right, we're on. And then you never see any more product <laughs> All right. Focus, 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 Wendy. Okay. You have a movie left. Oh, oh, have a oh. Movie. You, okay. you, 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 you need to talk Muppets. Muppet movie! Muppets! Okay. I remember <laughs> seeing this movie, and even as a kid, because, I mean, let's be honest. Okay, you should take a drink right there, because I say that all the time. I'm drinking. We all know yeah. that... I watched a lot of movies as a kid, probably more than I ought to. And that meant that by the time I saw the Muppet movie, I got most of the references because I, I had seen a lot of classic films. And so the meta-ness, I didn't know the word at that point. Mm. I don't think the word was even a word then, actually. But I was like, oh, that's hilarious. So how brilliant is this movie that takes, we're going to take puppets and we're going to make a road trip movie about people who just want to make a movie. Hey, we're starting up a... It's like we're getting the band together. Plus, we're going to put on a musical in our backyard in the barn. Plus, every trope ever. And, and Carol, Paul Williams. And Paul Williams. And Carol Kane. Oh, Carol Kane. And Steve Martin. And Steve Martin. And Frog Legs. And, and yeah. so they... <laughs> Every trope of classic comedy gets kind of like delightfully riffed in there a little bit. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little bit over here. We're gonna do a little bit over there, but it will always and forever be you know it's a myth, myth. Yes. Oh, good, a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, it results in making the movie that you're watching. Yes, and that is that is that, that well, is it goes the, all the way and back the, around. And the ending scene where they pull back and there's the crane and doing the crane shot. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's that was well the fucking lyrics. Life's just a movie. Yeah, write your own ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we set out, we did what we set out to do. The lovers, the dreamers, 
and you. It's gorgeous. We set out to make a movie. So here's this, this frog in a swamp singing a song and <laughs> here comes Dom DeLuise just rolling <laughs> by. Hey, you're pretty talented for a frog. You know what you ought to do? You ought to go to Hollywood. Hey, here's my card. They're doing a casting call. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that accent is. It doesn't matter. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's Dom DeLuise, right? <laughs> That's not Dom DeLuise, but it's Dom DeLuise in the movie. And so there's this frog who's like, I'm going to be a movie star. And it's 42nd Street for the green set. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. And so he's like, I'm going to be a movie star. And then he meets other people who are like, you're going to be a movie star. I want to be a movie star too. I'm going to come with you. And then we have the tropes of... <laughs> we have the tropes of the lovers that meet with him and Piggy mm -hmm. and the romantic song as they first set eyes on each other, which will always and forever be the greatest performance Frank Oz has ever delivered <laughs> is singing that song. Mm -hmm. If you doubt me, go and just listen to the song as a standalone track. That took some fucking genius to deliver that performance because he nails it. Never before. <laughs> go, Frank Oz. And he goes for that high note at the end. Yes. Yes. And, oh God, and then... Oh, look, they got, he got left at the bar because she's a gold digger. And so now we have to have the song about, about how sad I am about a woman left me with Rolf, the piano dog. I hope that something better comes along. And all the various comedy tropes that get, I mean, in its own way, it's its own cabin in the woods, but it's for the vaudeville. Yeah, for all well, because I mean, Fozzie itself, Fozzie's character is a trope. A bear and a Studebaker. <laughs> a bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. Studebaker. Waka, 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 waka. Okay, you wanted to talk about... I wanted to talk about the Holy Mountain. The Holy Mountain. Okay, we'll end on the on the deep film. No, not not a... on the fun film. We're going to end on the deep film. Okay, the because it's holy. That was an angel choir. Just well, for you. It, it's really ironic that two of my four films that I've Yeah, they both said holy. holy. Yeah. Yeah, there's Holy Motors and Holy Mountain. Here I am, an atheist. Anyway. <laughs> holy Mountain, 1973, is a movie by Alejandro Jodorowsky, who is a Chilean filmmaker. You love Jodorowsky. I love Jodorowsky. He is a crazy person. I had... And I adore his films. I don't know why. Um, he his his movies are very steeped in like the iconography of religion and various cultures around the world. But I don't feel like he's adhered to the religion. He kind of takes this kaleidoscopic view of culture, and he just kind of mashes it all together into a movie so like something like el topo he takes the western and then just starts throwing middle eastern philosophy at it or santa sangre which is in essence the plot of psycho but he throws all of this mexican culture at it hmm. um the holy mountain is a movie where it, it's very 70s like 
really 70s. This was done in the wake of El Topo. El Topo was this weird ass art film that suddenly became very popular on the midnight movie circuit. Like if El Topo did not exist, Rocky Horror Picture Show would not exist. Mm. El Topo was the movie that paved the way to Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, mm. it, it was the beginning of that midnight movie cult movie thing. Um, Holy Mountain was in the wake of that. And Holy Mountain is a movie that um, starts out as kind of this kind of, God, how do I explain it? The main character is a man who's trudging through, I think, Mexico City or, or you know, some South American country who looks like Jesus. And somebody says, hey, you look like Jesus. And they take a cast of his body and they start selling all of these plaster casts of him as Jesus. And it kind of goes from there. And there there winds up being um, and this character goes searching for kind of a guru to kind of sort out who he is. And he finds this alchemist. And the, the Jesus character poops in a jar and the alchemist turns it into gold. I am not kidding you. This happens. <laughs> um, there's uh, the, the, the guru alchemist assembles this this um, like set of seven people who each personify a planet like there's Mars and Jupiter and you know they all each kind of have all this religious iconography mixed in with like corporate iconography like there's one woman who is an arms dealer who is selling guns that look like uh, you know uh, implements of religion and you know it's this bizarro art film and the the visuals are amazing it's beautiful to watch it's it's bizarre and captivating in that i don't know what's going to happen in the next second on this movie so how is it meta it is it I I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that i'm okay. getting to that so we get to the meat of the story where it is the alchemist that is leading the this team of people who <coughs> personify all these aspects of life and all these aspects of personality on this kind of holy journey like they're they're journeying to the top of this mountain they're 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 questing for knowledge and they all unite in this one journey and at the very end the very ending scene of the film there is this culmination where the alchemist, who is played by Hodorowsky himself, who is played mm. by the director of the movie, he goes, we begin in a, in a fairy tale and we come to life. But is this life reality? No, it is a movie. Zoom back camera. And the camera zooms back and you can see the film crew around the cast. And then he goes, we are images and dreams and photographs and we must not stay here. We shall break this illusion this is magic. Goodbye to the holy mountain. Real life awaits us. So it's basically, if you are seeking truth in a movie... It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Go out. And find your own fucking truth. And find your own fucking truth. Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> ah, I love it! Ah. Oh my god, my 
brain just bent a little. Ah, I have been drinking. So have I, which is how oh, I didn't read that all that well. So, so no, you did lovely, honey. Yeah, thank, thank you, you. Darling. Thank you. Thank you. Darling, thank you. Darling, thank darling. You. Thank you. Taffeta, darling. Taffeta. Taffeta. BT dubs every Mel Brooks movie ever made. Meta. Meta. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's also um, that, that same ending in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. And the Holy Grail. Which it confused the fuck out of me. Yeah. Okay. When I first saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I had not yet encountered absurdist theater. Oh, yeah. That would happen the next year. I <laughs> saw I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail when I was in a sophomore or junior in high school. My English literature teacher, we finished the unit on Arthurian legend and she said, all right, if you stay after school tonight, I will show you a movie. <laughs> oh, and she showed us the Holy Grail. And so I was really into it because you because we just read all the Arthurian myths and I was really wanting it to make sense. And I was really wanting them to get the grail. And then at the end, I'm like, what the actual fuck? And then the next year I discovered Waiting for Godot and the Bald Soprano and suddenly life became easier for me. But oh, man, that first time you watch it. Yes. I it took me forever to actually admit that I liked it because I hated it so much because <laughs> like I felt bad for a long time because I was like but I don't like it but everybody's like no it's awesome and I'm like but it doesn't have a good ending because they don't do the thing where the story wraps they up get, nicely. Yeah, but they get arrested by the police. I know. <laughs> I always, I always felt bad for the for the for the historian's wife. Yeah, I always felt. I was like, but and there's the castle. Ah, <laughs> no, no, it's more. <laughs> so let's do some shout outs so, to other possible meta films. I'm going to oh, yeah. quickly throw out there. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. It's true, actually, when you yeah. think about it, because it was a movie made about making movies, but specifically about the transition from sound to talkies and how difficult that was. And it plays that up so beautifully with Lena Lamont, mm -hmm. which her story, while hyper real, is nonetheless true. <laughs> and I can't stop. <laughs> there were many a silent movie star that went the way of the dodo because they couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's Singing in the Rain. And then there's Peeping Tom, uh, the horror film of the late 60s, early 70s. It kind of came in the wake of Psycho, where, um, or actually kind of at the same time as Psycho, if I remember right, where it... Mm. Um, it kind of suffered from being in the wake of Psycho, but it's it's a serial killer, you know, stalking women and all that fun stuff. But at the end, it kind of winds up being a film being made about itself. And I don't want to say more in case you want to go see Peeping Tom, which is a really remarkable horror film. Yeah. And speaking of horror films, Scream yeah. 3 Scream for 3. sure went yeah. meta because at the beginning they're in the theater where everybody's wearing the Scream masks and lo and behold, somebody kills you because it's a Scream movie. Well, mm -hmm. all of the Scream movies were incredibly meta Yeah, where they start referencing the rules of yeah, horror films. You know, you don't you don't die if you do this. You die if you do this. And then that is exactly I how it plays out. I was always pissed though because the third, they never, the dude has his like his list and he they kill him off. Spoilers. They kill him off before he finishes the damn list. And I'm like, you. Yeah. 
true. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw out Noises Off, yeah. which while Yay! the film isn't necessarily meta in and of itself, the play, if you ever get a chance to see Noises Off live on stage, do it. Because this is a play that is meta about theater. I actually got to perform it in college. And one of the best moments that happens is you're sitting in the dark in the theater and a play begins on stage in front of you. And a woman comes out and starts delivering her monologue. And in the middle of the monologue, she stops, turns to the audience and goes, is that right? Wait, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I feel like I'm forgetting something. And suddenly the man sitting next to you that you thought was an audience member answers her. <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed to go back over there. What? No, you're back over there. I don't understand. <laughs> and it's so great. I loved that moment every night. I was not the woman on stage, but I would be waiting backstage because you could feel the audience go, what the actual fuck? That man just yelled at the stage. Does that... Dude, you're talking back. Oh, you're supposed to do that. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. It was a really incredibly fun show to do. And it gets into, it's fun to watch as a movie. It gets into the meta of doing theater because it becomes very behind the scenes about the creation of, and it's a show about doing a slapstick comedy, screwball comedy that is in itself a screwball comedy behind the scenes so it is actually meta go see it yeah there are also a number of movies that are about a creation of the movie that you're actually watching or at least of a movie that is similar to the one that you're watching like eight and a half fellini's eight and a half shadow uh, of the vampire shadow of the vampire um truffaut's day for night um there's a movie with john candy where he played a he played a, mm. an, a writer for uh like a soap opera Mm -hmm. And he goes to this little town and he's trying to write his next thing and can't figure out. So he starts writing about the people in the town who become like they start doing what he's typing. Ooh! And I just remembered it, but I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> soap dish would kind of be. Yeah. Well, soap dish is yeah. kind of meta. Not yeah. really, but it kind of is. A little bit. Um, there's also Blazing Saddles. Yes. And, and a lot of. When Mel they Brooks. start crashing through sets <laughs> yeah. at the end. Oh my God, it's like listening to a nest of vipers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and silent movie. A lot of Mel Brooks stuff is very mm -hmm. meta. Um, we should touch on Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic oh, Thunder, yes. which is very much about making the movie that are that they are somehow living at that point. Well, and the whole actors needing to live it out in order to act it, yeah. which always takes me back to Laurence Olivier. Oh, dear boy, try acting. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's true. Method acting, to a certain extent, at some point becomes completely masturbatory. Yes. But that is also the movie that introduced us to going full retard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And also Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. Oh. Playing a black man and refusing to break character. It was oh an amazing fucking performance. Was uh, he nominated for that? I don't remember. Because I he should have been. It was an amazing know. fucking performance. All, all I know is that for about half the movie, I thought Tom Cruise was Richard Dreyfus. Tom Wait, Cruise is in this movie and he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God. Tom Cruise. That's like the best role I've seen him in in decades. Since Magnolia. Yeah. yeah. Tom yeah, Cruise he's is a better actor than 
his craziness will let him be. When when you put Tom Cruise in a role that doesn't allow him to play Tom Cruise, he's magnificent. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you ugly him up and you don't let him be Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and let him go, fantastic. He's He can be a great actor. I give so many props to Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. for getting that performance out of him in Magnolia because yep. it was a revelation. It's like, oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. But coming back to the movies about movies, we've got The Player, yeah, which is, mm-hmm. you know, Altman's The Player, which is a magnificent film, um, which becomes meta because the characters in the movie keep running across real people and incorporating them as characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of the actors that they run into in the movie are the real actors that they're I talking to. I read about that in With Nails oh, yes. by Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, who is great in Melissa that movie. Melissa loaned to me, which was very enjoyable. I don't know. What else is on other um, drive-bys? Fight Club, very meta. Fight Club, you know, you've got fourth wall breaking stuff happening in Fight Club. The Imposters, where you literally have a scene where a character is tr- is translating from another language by reading the subtitles on screen. Nice. And you and you actually see a reverse shot where he's trying to read them backwards. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Um, um, also, Funny Games, which is a very dark movie, but um, Funny Games is um, a movie where at one point a character picks up a remote control in the scene and rewinds the movie itself to play out the scene again. Um, if you would like a musical. Uh, it's never been made into a movie. It would make a brilliant movie. Um, City of Angels is a Broadway musical that had David Naughton. Ooh. <laughs> and, David uh, Naughton. I know. Mm. David Naughton. And the musical, if you ever get a chance, if it is being performed near you, go fucking see it. Because no matter how bad the production is, the script is so fucking amazing, you're going to blow your own mind. Because it is... A musical about a man writing a noir story. And so on the one hand, you have the story of him writing the noir story. And on the other, you have the actual noir story he's writing. And so there comes a point at the end of the of act one where the main character, the writer, and his leading character, the detective, get into an argument with each other in song. Nice. And they each say... You're nothing without me. <laughs> you you wouldn't have nothing without me. Yeah, I wrote you. What are you? Yeah, well, you know what? You wouldn't have a career without me. So fuck off, yo. And the music is fantastic. And the script is fucking clever. City of Angels. It's great. Get the soundtrack. You're going to love it. Seriously. It's the bomb. <laughs> it's the fucking bomb. Which leads into, randomly in my drunken brain, too many cooks. <laughs> Too many cooks, 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 too many cooks. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. All right. So let's ask Miss Tanya our questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. So meta films are super enjoyable when you get the joke. And when you don't get the joke, then you need clearly need to uh, watch more movies. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, look at that. It's Wrapped good. it up. I'm I'm amazing. All right, uh, Melissa, why don't you ask Tanya our question? Tanya. Well, I continue to drink. Tanya, who are you? I'm Tanya. Hi. 
Yay! Tanya refuses to give a last name for you fucking creepers out there. <laughs> Tanya, what do you do? Uh, right now, I uh, I do lots of stuff with records. Wait, like LPs? No, no, no. Like filing and, and, and being pedantic about spelling and commas. That's important. No, commas are an important part. Commas are the are the building blocks of the dike that holds back the chaos that protects our fucking civilization. The it's Oxford true. comma will never die! True! Yes! Oh! Yes! yes! We're all about the Oxford comma Hells here. yes. Because oh. seriously, Hitler and Stalin got some strippers. They were not strippers <laughs> themselves. We've all seen that cartoon, right? We're going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> You've seen that comic, right? Yes, I have not. Yes. I put it up in my, when I was teaching middle school English. I put it up in the classroom to show them the importance of commas. Because if you don't have a fucking Oxford comma, Hitler and Stalin are fucking prostitutes. They not they're not they're not fucking the prostitutes in an action verb sort of way. They themselves are prostitutes. It's a problem. I'll get the comic for you and we'll put it in the show notes. Okay, excellent. And you're, it's going to illustrate nicely. I'm the I'm all comic. about. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, why don't you ask the next question? What's what's the third question? <laughs> what's your new personal? Oh oh, Tanya. Psst, 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 I see your personal face. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Tanya. What is in your personal pleasure dome? Uh, let's see. I don't remember what I answered the last time. Um, th- right now it it would be getting out of the house, like not, not like like other people are in my pleasure dome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are are they naked people or just Some. generally other people? Some of them. I feel like this Excellent. is the this is the request of a woman who has a small child. <laughs> Yes. Two, two small children. Two small oh, children. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I need to get out of the house, goddammit. Somebody talk to me in complete sentences. <laughs> you know what an Oxford comma is? Oh my god. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. No, uh, uh, don't sing strawberry shortcake. Oh, oh my god. god. No, well, currently my children are firebending because I introduced them to Avatar. Whoa. It makes all the difference in child rearing. Oh, yeah. It seriously does. Because they love the shit and you love the shit and suddenly they're doing, they're like leaping around wanting to like do kung fu instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, be annoying. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Avatar is a good Avatar thing. Avatar is a yeah. very good thing for children. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, so Avatar is there. Uh, lots of bad 80s movies because those are like, like I, I unabashedly love Wayne's World. So I that's mean, not bad, though. The thing is, Wayne's World is a very fucking smart movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It just got smushed because everybody went, Wayne's World! And yeah. Yeah. It's true. Party time. Excellent. Yeah. Zang. It is excellent. Zang. Zang. <laughs> Zang. It is excellent. It is. Quit trying to make Streets Away a thing, okay? How? <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. People don't realize how fucking funny I am. I'm, no, I actually, I'm brilliantly funny. Okay, did you guys do the Grey Poupon thing? Because I actually did the Grey Poupon thing in Dubuque. <laughs> Me and my 14-year-old friend, we were in the back of my mom's car. <laughs> she was driving us to a movie in Dubuque because we lived in fuck nowhere. If Dubuque is where you're heading, yeah. Yeah, well, it was drive uh, half an hour to Dubuque or an hour and a half to Madison. So we went to Dubuque. 
Oh, dear. Yeah. And so we literally rolled down the window and somebody tried to hand us some. They had some. They had some. It was like this really, really sweet Asian couple going on like a picnic with their kids. Oh, my God. They had me. They. Do you have any gray poupon? Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, actually, right here. <gasps> oh, my God. It was amazing. I can't handle that a little. I'm, I'm trying to restructure my world where that actually happened. And it's got an Asian couple in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's going to happen. All right. So, Tanya, <laughs> question number four. Last question. Well, not true. We're going to ask you more. <laughs> what is in your, what recommendation do you have for our communal pleasure? Dome? Oh, 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 um, a thing. I had a thing. Uh, <gasps> the, um, wait, no, wait, that was <laughs> Melissa's thing. You can you can share my thing with the, the with the with the with the Nutella and the bugles. Oh, yeah, okay, we, dear, we dear listeners, there. <laughs> dear listeners, R and D at my workplace told me that a thing is actually taking original flavor bugles and filling, and filling them. them with Nutella and then eating them. Oh. Well, what else would you do once you filled it with Nutella? You'd put it in your fucking mouth. Yeah. And what you do. Yes. I want it That so is where bad. that goes. It goes in the mouth hole. Oh, I want it so bad. I, do I want too. spaghetti. I sh- <laughs> I have Nutella. I do not have bugles. I am I am sad. I don't know why, but I want spaghetti. Oh, oh, and, and we can should... we put Nutella in spaghetti? Probably. Oh, and, awesome. And the other thing I want is self cleaning clothes. Oh, that'd be good. Yes. But not, but they're not, but they're still natural fibers. Mm. So they're not like some weird plastic polyester shit. No. Well, I no. hate to tell you this, honey. I have those. I just leave them on my floor long enough and suddenly they're clean again. No, no, no. There is a thing now where it, it's a liquid that you can put on stuff like clothing and sidewalks where it, it repels all moisture. Completely. Like, it's hyper-repellent of moisture. Like, if you pour a bottle of wine on yourself, the liquid just bounces off. So what happens... It is science. But what happens... I might need that. When the yeah. science gets into our water stream. Like, into... Because, like, know. I read this story in in chemistry class about how, like, they made ice cubes that float to the bottom. So you didn't always have the ice cubes bumping. And that killed the world because nothing would ever unfreeze because all the... Cold. That's a Vonnegut story. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it, it is. It scared the shit out of me, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vonnegut dreamed up some pretty crazy science shit. Science fiction will fuck you up, man. Oh, yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. We've all read the story about the aliens. <gasps> Ice Nine meat. will kill us all. David Bowie. Yes. David Bowie needs to be in the Pleasure Dome. Yes. Yes. Serving drinks. Okay. We, we have established. Multiple David Bowies. So he can be Tesla <gasps> and the Zoolander David Bowie and Jareth. Because I need my Jareth. Also, okay. I wouldn't mind him if he was a vampire from the early <gasps> 80s. Oh, The Hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Can we have Susan Sarandon from The Hunger too? Yes. And can we have, like, heroin David Bowie from, like, uh, oh, Spiders like, from Mars like David Duke? Bowie? Yeah. Also, um... Well, Thin White be, Duke. If he could David be performing Bowie. the Glass Spider tour in Ooh, a corner, okay. I'd be okay with that. Because yeah. that was some beautiful shit. That okay. was some beautiful shit, man. Yes. That was ISO... Um, I'm so optimistic that the dance troupe that actually performed with him in the Glass Spider tour was ISO, and they did amazing shit. They were a brilliant dance troupe. 
sorry, that's, that's sorry, right. nerd. No, 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 dance no, nerd. no. I like dance. Dance nerd. Hey, so, all right, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap oh, this up. Thank God. Melissa. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Melissa, do you have a personal pleasure recommendation for the week? That didn't come out right. <laughs> vibrators count <laughs> two girls when what one girl two vibrators what <laughs> well enjoy makes a stainless steel thing that is very nice okay go ahead what <laughs> <laughs> did you just recommend a vibrator no it's not a vibrator it's just a stainless steel thing, thing. what does it do you can use it do you on, what? On it's phallic. On parts? It's phallic. Do you need well, it's to kind do of like S. Else? It's kind of like S shaped, and it's got ridges and stuff. Ooh. Okay, I'm not going to go any further. I, but it's a pleasure thing. It's clearly. a pleasure thing, and it it's um easy to clean. <laughs> All right, my pleasure dome recommendation for the week. There is a video that made me smile very largely when I needed a smile of a little girl seeing a train for the first time, and we will put it in the show notes. Ooh. Because her face is fantastic. And the way she talks, <gasps> she's just, <gasps> look at it. <laughs> it's, I don't even want to spoil it because she says something truly adorable and I don't even want to say it because I just want you to watch it. So click on the show notes and go watch the video because it's adorable. It's really fucking adorable. So that's my Pleasure Dome recommendation for the week. Melissa wants you to masturbate. I'm showing you little children being happy. We, we have a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> they are, seriously, I'm really okay with that, too. I feel like, good job, us. All right. We've covered High both five. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. All right. Hey, Tanya. you should you should wrap us up. Oh, well, what? no, she answered the question. Okay, she can cool. give a recommendation. David Bowie. Time. That's right. So it's kind of also, everything in that spectrum. Really. David Bowie. Really? Yeah. Masturbate mm. little children. What? Oh! No! <laughs> there is a comma. There is a comma. Oxford comma. Oxford comma. Take us out, Melissa. No. Melissa. Melissa. I'm Melissa. Fix me. Make his stuff. Make his stuff. I'm Carol Channing. <laughs> oh, raspberries, Melissa. Oh. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I oh, could try. Oh, I tried. So I tried. I tried. Oh, God. <clears throat> this is going to be really entertaining when you try to edit it. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I know you're not. I'm just drunk. I am not to blame. <clears throat> Thank <Take> you. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, that time Fuck I was you. to blame. That time I totally was to blame. Fuck you. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been Melissa, and this has been Wendy, and we have been joined by Tanya, who Hi. is amazing and fabulous, and thank you so much for joining us, You're Tanya. You're welcome. I had so much fun. Yay! Hello! Yeah, Terry <laughs> Thomas! We, we almost got all the way through this episode without Terry Thomas. Hello! 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 Hello. 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 Oh, 
I want to be. Can I be Richard O'Brien instead? Yeah. Yes, you can. Hello. Ooh. Oh, that was good. That's good. I Bravo. love Richard O'Brien. Oh. Bravo. Mm. Mm. Nicely done. All right, we're yeah. totally done with this. <laughs> I gotta pee. Okay. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. British when you do that. <laughs> I need more of a gap. Yeah. I need, I need worse teeth. <laughs> my, my teeth are far too perfect to be Your British. Your teeth are very perfect. Yeah. Mm. Mm.